Okay. We are on. Hassan's getting his jug of water. This is yeah. uh, this is the Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast, and this is uh, the the Mayan show. This is the end of the world. I figured nothing nothing better than to bring on uh, a couple. The show hasn't been going on too long, but a couple originals. I think uh, Hassan Asari was the f- one of the, the first dude to hit me up about doing the podcast, and uh, he just so happened to be uh, good friends with uh, Mr. Jojo Ackerman, and so he was on a few uh, shows later. And uh, so this is it. Now we were. Now we are. Uh, damn, we're almost like fifteen, sixteen shows in, or something like that. So figured we'll release this one on the end of the world, uh, t- December twenty first. And uh, so with me today uh, on the show is uh, Jojo Ackerman and Hassan Asari. What's happening, guys? Not much. Just waiting for the end of the world, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. What do you think? Anything's going to happen, or is it going to be like two thousand and uh, two thousand lived? Uh, lived again. Depends on where you go out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah so I mean, uh, something's gonna happen. Some, some, somebody will make something happen, and even if something real ain't happening, some, some dummy will do something. There's always a self prophecy fulfilling psychopath out there that wants to see something happen. If you know they get impatient, they're waiting from the stroke of midnight to the stroke of midnight. You know. Yeah. Losing- Losing their shit over the fact that nothing's happened yet. So, can can you Matt? Can you believe that one dude? Uh, that uh, I don't know if it was. It had to have been big all over. But that that camping Reverend Camping or whatever that said uh, shit was gonna ha- end on in October. Or, or, was that uh, the rapture guy? He's he's like uh, owns some big radio station and uh, is always out here on the radio. Uh, and he's he, his his little tagline whenever he somebody calls in is and they share their little shit and he talks back to him uh tells them they're a fucking idiot and reads them part of the bible uh he's the, he's the guy that had all the billboards and stuff yeah that were like the, talking about the end of the world and put the date on him and all that and had all the billboards yeah. all over the place yeah thank you for calling and sharing and shall we make take our next caller please that's what he always says every single fucking time but uh, he had, there was dudes that sold their whole fucking, uh, like all their retirement, all their shit. Like they standing out on the corner just waiting for the end of the world. Fuck that. Right? What? I don't, That's retarded. How, how I, mean, do I don't you, see how you're going to sit back and wait for anything to happen to you. I would have like, went out there and done that, but I had an appointment that day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. don't get me wrong. On uh, uh, 1999 to 2000, I had my 50 gallon drum of water and my AK. 47 up in the garage and, and i passed out around 11 30 drunk but i was ready you know but yeah. nothing happened so who cares yeah it's i think it's going to be the same thing and uh <laughs> yeah. the media is going to control most of it so it doesn't matter you know what i mean they're gonna they're gonna tell fools what they need to hear so that they can make their next move yeah yeah i mean the real the real thing that that's the real event that's happening is there's supposed to be some kind of uh some kind of new energy rays that are supposed to come into the Earth's atmosphere, and it's supposed to be a three-day event, the three days of darkness, actually, that the Mayans talk about, or that all these uh, things are supposed to, all these prophecies are supposed to lead to. Is it really the end of the world? It's supposed to be some renewing of energies and consciousness among humans, and, 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 and the planet itself is supposed to be uh, raising its vibrational frequencies with this event that's supposed to be happening over the three days that start the 21st, the 22nd, the 23rd, and actually right in the middle of those three days, there's supposed to be an eight-minute event where, every, where the uh, 
ray of energy is supposed to be at its peak. That, I mean, it's it's hard to explain because I don't really know much about it. But I mean, I think I it's like, a real thing on that that yeah. level. Look at the you big know? brain on Brad. God damn, Hassan. Hey, uh, you know, a, a heightened level of uh, awareness would be great for a lot of people. But I can name a handful that I do not want them to even have anything remotely close to a heightened sense of awareness. <laughs> well, that's another thing too is that that a lot of this stuff is is only going to be able to happen to certain receivers. You know, certain people that are set up to receive the information are going to be able to take advantage of it, harness it maybe, where a lot of people it's going to maybe, uh, you know, they're not willing to accept new shit and it could fuck them up kind of bad. You know what I mean? Like there's there's different opinions on how things could go, but, you know, metaphysical tripper shit, who knows? Okay. Yeah, no, I get it. I I, uh, I definitely think that, you know, a lot of the shit that they're talking about is is has to do with uh, the shit that I heard was it, it had to do with like some sort of thing is going to pass some planet or moon is going to pass through some sort of orbit uh, that it never, never does in like 30 some thousand years or whatever it was. But then I heard that shit was bullshit, too. Well, no, nah, that's that's a real shit. I mean, I got the Skyview app on my phone and you can see all the planets are all on alignment even on a simple iphone app you know yeah the thing that this event is what it is is you know how like the our planet kind of revolves around the sun okay. and our whole solar system revolves around the galaxy center as well and the big thing is that our solar system is going to be in alignment with the galaxy center at the same time as all of our planets being lined up and that's going to kind of what's going to allow this ray to kind of but what you know, i heard that that shit I heard that that shit happens all the time, that that happens, that that wasn't. I think that it happens from the sun, like the sun gives off these kind of things too, but it's not the uh, big galaxy center ray, you know, it's just our little, uh, our little kind of like neighborhood yeah. thing going on, you know what I mean? Let me guess, Jojo, when this all happens, you're going to have a tattoo appointment, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my calendar right now, just kind of wondering who I'm going to have to uh, talk to that day while this is all going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be you'll be in a heightened uh, heightened awareness talking to some client and talking into a bodysuit maybe <laughs> maybe that'll be the uh, the end of their world as they know it or maybe that fucker's head will explode while you're talking to him. <laughs> I am the armpit whisperer we'll see what happens <laughs> what's the let me what what's that all about the armpit whisperer oh you know just like when you're down there doing the ribs or you're just, you're just too close to certain things you don't need to be that close to but you know you, it's just part of the fun of the job <laughs> the armpit isn't that the isn't that the way it goes everybody is like oh do you get to tattoo you know tits and do you get to tattoo down there and I'm like, dude, I'd take tattooing on a dude's like arm or her like, <laughs> you know, lower on the thigh any day over the bikini line or the or the tit. I mean, that shit's, you know, it ain't easy. No, and there ain't no payoff, man. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you like just being all up in it without getting any of it. Like, yeah, that's real fun. Most that sucks. Of, <laughs> hey, look, a lot of those a lot of I've only had to tell one girl that she was. I only had to tell one girl that she was on the verge of being a little bit too big to get some lettering on her rib cage, but that gets, it gets tight, man. It gets sketchy sometimes, you know, dude, I like when they tell you, uh, they want it on their ribs and they, they're, they're pointing to a spot while they're standing up with their arm up that you're like, dude, that shit's going to be enveloped as soon as you put your arm down in a fucking fat roll. <laughs> it's like the little kid's book where you flip the pictures up and there's something. <laughs> 
like those pull-out books. Yeah. The little door opens or the it's castle it. pops up. It's an interactive way to show people your tattoo. Oh, shit. It's rad. In case, in case you ever got to wear a tank top to a job interview, you can hide it. <laughs> That's like that, uh, what's that old joke that the dude gets a tattoo of the... Um, some some word on his dick and then uh uh he gets a heart on and it says some long fucking drawn out shit right, right, yeah. there's a hundred of those things yeah yeah exactly that's a shit De- that declaration of independence yeah, yeah declaration of independence yeah oh my god dude my, my grandpa visited me like a couple weeks ago and he he, had, he couldn't wait to tell me his tattoo joke you heard right he said uh but he tells all his jokes like in the first person, like if they really happened, you know. And he's like, "Man, a buddy of mine's wife, he's really into boxing. So a lady, a friend of mine's wife, went down and got these two portraits tattooed on her butt cheeks. And uh, she came home and showed her husband the two tattoos. And she goes, hey, you know who this is?' And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that that right there is the champ, Sugar Ray Robinson on the left, and over there on the right, that's Joe Lewis. And shit, there's Don King right in the middle of them." <laughs> 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 oh shit! So your your grandpa came and couldn't wait to tell you that joke, huh? No, he couldn't wait, dude. I was like, sick. Awesome. Hey, what's uh, what's up with uh, the other day? You were telling me that uh, you went to the Richmond convention, Hassan. You had to you you got in a little squabble. You had mad squabbles over there. What happened? I got I got, a, I got accosted, man. I got assaulted by some guy half my size. It sucked. <laughs> you were be- getting beaten up by midgets or what? I got punched in the face one time <laughs> Damn. By, uh, by a little Mayan Indian guy. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty funny because the dude was just about fucked up enough to fall over, and uh, I, he's a tattooer from my the town that I live in. He used to work at the tattoo shop where I work, and he got fired because he went to do a tattoo, a skull on someone's arm backwards, and the owner caught him. Was like, "Hey, man." You've got that skull facing the wrong way. You got to take that shit off, you know, redo the stencil and put it facing forward. So this dumbass goes and just flips the thing over and it had some words in it. So he just went and just tattooed the fucking whole thing backwards with the word backwards and everything on a guy's arm. <laughs> oh my God. He did the word backwards? Yeah. You know, like he just put the stencil yeah. in the computer and flip flopped it and re ran yeah. it you know, and didn't redraw it. So, uh, at the end, the owner went back in there and was like, what the fuck are you doing? You just flipped the thing over. And like, So he got fired for it, right? So there was like some bad blood. And he was uh, drunk as shit and had my buddy kind of like cornered up in the bar. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I go over there and I'm like, what the fuck's going on over here? And the dude just straight tells me, he's like, fuck you, I'll fuck you up. And I'm like, look, dude, you can hardly stand. You're not fucking nobody up. And he just hauls off and socks me. So... My buddy just grabbed him up and we commenced to pound on his ass for a little while, you know? It was pretty awesome. Self-defense. You know, because, like, the whole bar saw him punch me, so I didn't get in any trouble, but I was able to pretty much wail on the dude, you know, scot-free. Yeah. Look, it just just because the motherfucker uh, lost the fight don't mean he uh, was not the one to blame. That shit, <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean? Like, sorry that you took, you know, bit off something more than you could chew, you drunk dumb fuck. Yeah, we can't just be sitting here being nobody's punching bag. No, no, exactly. Well, that's great, man. You got to whoop some ass, and uh, not that, not that you know, that's a good thing. But fuck it, man. If the guy's getting in your face, let's you know. And the best part of it is my buddy Bay Drew, who throws the convention the night before. I had met the head of security along with him. You know, just like we were rolling through. He's like, "Hey, this is my buddy Hassan. I'm, you know, blah blah blah." 
he's right there and sees the whole thing go down. So luckily, I kind of felt like I had met him the night before, you know what I mean, with the, the guy putting on the convention. And uh, it was okay because of it, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, that's... That's good, man. I, you know, got to fucking stand up for it. Why was he all pissed off at you for fucking, uh, I mean, he was the one that did the dumb shit. Dude, I never even met the dude before. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, it's purely like some, some osmosis beef I got, I guess. You know yeah. what I mean? I, just, I'm, I, I work here, so now I have beef with, like, all these other guys in town because they hate this guy you know what i mean like all the all the dudes who wanted to work at this tattoo shop couldn't work here because they fucking sucked and then went and opened their own shop because their mother-in-law had some money they all are like the, <laughs> the dudes that like hate me now because i work i got, here. I got an investor i got an investor <laughs> yeah dude like i have to hear about it at the bar oh you work over there oh you guys don't get along with so-and-so and i'm like i don't have any idea what the fuck you're talking about really like <laughs> Yeah, isn't it weird that you end but, up you end up uh there's those kind of fucking beefs all over the place too, man, in tattooing and you end up like just by proxy you end up fucking having to deal with that shit if you're out having a drink or you know whatever the fuck. Nobody it seems like people don't want to fucking just keep to themselves and keep their head down and do their fucking work. They got cuz they run it like it's a popularity contest, man. Yeah. It's all yeah. it's all about that damaged ego, you know, and the redemption for it, you know what I mean and stuff. It, it has nothing to do with put your head down work hard most of the guys i know bust their ass and open their tattoo shops with their own money they made from doing tattoos and yeah. they did it in a respectful way they didn't go you know a couple streets up and just open up a shop because they had a relative with some money and act like some bitch you know what i mean yeah and turn around and fucking flyer all the cars in the other shops fucking parking lot and act like a fucking fag about it you know what i mean so <laughs> you know, that's that's just how they are man they're, 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 there's just a lot of disrespectful people in tattooing these days and unfortunately most of them run their game that way yeah, yeah. It d definitely sucks, man. Cause it, and you have it in every, you know, you guys are talking about it on a personal level. I have to deal with it on a personal level at the shop that I'm at. You know, there's, it, it happens every fucking city everywhere in the world, you know, and it's too bad that, you know, motherfuckers can't just, you know, swallow that fucking pride for a minute and just be like, you know, do their own shit, you know, elevate your own game and you might not have anything to fucking worry about, you know? Most definitely. So yeah. what uh, we're talking about conventions, uh, I'm going down to the Santa Maria convention in uh, on Cinco de Mayo weekend. Uh, that's um, this next year on uh, May 3rd, 4th and 5th. I'm trying to get Hassan to come out there. You're checking your schedule, right? I mean, I might. I'm getting married like literally a month later in oh, California shit. right there. So I'm like. That's just the thing is like flying back forth, back forth. Oh, there's yeah. just a chance. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just all about depending upon like oh. how much thrill I make the week yeah. after. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, I know, Jojo, you, you were talking to me about checking your schedule and trying to get you out there. And uh, I've already got confirmation that Billy White's coming out from uh, Ohio. From yeah, Yellow that's Road. good. Yeah, cool. Man, I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really working the angles on trying to figure out what's going on with my schedule for that part of the year just because uh, I'm planning on being there. So yeah, well, that's I think it's gonna be fucking fun, man. I, it's been a while since I've uh, since I've worked a convention, and uh, um, and uh, you know it'll be a fucking good time, dude. Uh, it, it's been shit. I just you know I tell a bunch of stories. I've told a bunch of stories from that '98 convention uh, it, that Dennis Dwyer held it in Miami that I was that I was able to just attend. I actually went there with my dad who hated tattoos, and. Uh, <laughs> 
it was it was pretty fucking cool because you know we got to go up in an ele- you know he got to see up close and personal that enigma dude that has all the puzzles on him and we rode up in an elevator with him and probably fucking chatted about the lunch we just ate you know what i mean it's like he got to see a whole different side of it you know so that was that was the time he got he he sat in and talked uh yeah that's taking any time i'll just um put that in and then shrink it down i question it down and we got, team we got shit going <laughs> on at a tattoo shop people if you hear in the background there's some shit going on at a tattoo shop uh, yeah, I kind of went. With yes, yeah, there's definitely the shit train. Going on here. Yeah, the train did go by too. Um, oh, the train went by. Like <laughs> no, that was somebody's uh, text message. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was me. That was fucking me. I just uh, I just shut my shit down, uh, vibration style. And uh, <laughs> sorry. You know, yeah, and I'm going in the back. I'm going in uh, one of the offices because there's a gang of people in the waiting room right now talking look, about all their tattoo dreams. That's good, man. <laughs> I like it. That a, a full fucking waiting room is what it's all about, dude. So, and this is, you know what? Fuck it, man. That's what this thing is all about. It's just a bunch of, you know, it's a couple dudes sitting around bullshit. And that's how I wanted it to be. And I think I've, you know, it, it's been that. It's been pretty fucking fun to to have some cool conversations with people, and I I hope now this will be the last show of the uh you know that's gonna that's that I'll post before the uh, end of the year, and uh, it's been fucking cool, man. I, I've been really enjoying it. So, but when was the first uh, episode? I'm excuse me, sorry, excuse me. What, what was the first episode? It was uh Matt Matt Hodel, uh dude from uh Rat. He just had moved over him uh to a shop called ragtime tattoo from trader bobs and uh he he was a dude he had worked for brad fink years ago and and uh uh iron at iron age and that's when i met him um uh and and you know we had corresponded over the years so i got him on he was a real cool cat and then uh you were number two uh i think uh and then a dude from out here in the bay uh brad worthen my grandpa talked to him a little bit and then uh jojo you know and that's been a fucking on a roll you know Awesome. Good keep up. I listened to the I listened to the one with the chick from fucking uh, what what's that show the uh, Mythbusters. Mythbusters? Yeah, that's my that's my good homie. That's Paul Yurick. That's a a dude that I apprenticed in San Francisco. The my the one and only dude I ever apprenticed. Um, that's his wife. Uh, they've been married for shit almost a decade now, I think. And uh, she's just a cool girl, man. She's a cool lady. They got a really great kid, and and. Uh, <laughs> It, it was cool. What'd you think of that one? That one was a weird one for me to do. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking it was kind of, it was weird. Like she, uh, I kind of felt like she was, uh, she was definitely a TV personality. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, it, just the way the kind of conversation went was like a little different than the, the bullshit session. It was kind of like a, like a celebrity interview kind of. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It kind of turned into that a little bit. And it's, I just, uh, it was weird for me cause I've always just known her, you know, as my homie's wife and, I didn't even know that she was on when I met Paul first, I didn't even know that she was on a TV show. I didn't know who that was. And so I've never known her as anything, but just a regular, you know, I mean, she's a regular person, but you know, aside from the celebrity. And so I kind of, I kind of, it was kind of a weird, I tried to like keep it bullshitty, but then, cause she's done a fucking shit ton of stuff, man. That story that where she was, uh, um, fucking traveling through Egypt and there with some band of fucking, you know, crazies, and yeah. with just one other girl and they're shooting guns off and shit like she's got some crazy ass stories and uh just a cool you know cool person but it was a weird it was a weird one for me for sure <laughs> <laughs> so 
But uh, what's been going on with you guys since, uh, I mean, you know, we, we keep in touch a little bit, but what's, uh, what's been happening down at your shop, Jojo? Um, <clears throat> I just been, I just been working, just yeah. putting it out, man. Just trying to, trying to just stay as busy as I possibly can. And, uh, been cranking out like a lot of really cool tattoos. I got a lot of uh, people that's been hitting me up and, uh, just feel real fortunate that I can, uh, you know, feed my family and take care of myself doing what I love to do. And I have no complaints, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. You that's do. what's going on. But, uh, as I, I was going to mention that, uh, that, uh, we're doing that that there's a lot it seems like this year there's so many benefits going on you know i've I've participated in quite a few of them already and uh now we got this one coming up <clears throat> we got this one coming up sorry and it's supposed to be the uh, world's largest tattoo benefit and uh we're doing it for louise schiffmacher and the proceeds are going to go to her and hank for the uh tattoo museum yeah and it's that fuck cancer uh one that we're going to do down at hb tattoo down in huntington beach and yeah. it's the it's the 19th of January through the 22nd and uh, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be, I mean, there's a lot of heavy hitters on the list. You know what I mean? It's going to be a pretty good, pretty good deal. We're trying to, trying to like get everyone to work in like 12 hour shifts and break it up. Cause I think there's 50 tattooers and they're going to split everybody up to where it's like, we're knocking out, you know, anywhere between like, you know, three and five tattoos an hour a piece. So we're going to see how many we can do. Wow. But I think it's going to be pretty overwhelming. You know what I mean? I, there's there's a lot of really good uh, names on the list. So I saw the list. It's fucking amazing. It's, Are uh, they going solid seventy two hours, or is it like you guys going to be closed, or is it just going around the clock? I think it's going to be around the clock. Honestly, I, th- I think you, awesome. you roll in about three a.m. <laughs> like you know six a.m. seven. You know come in you come know, in before work. Why come not? In after work. You, you know, know why not do that? If if people can fucking wait in line for a day and then get tattooed for 24 hours just for a little like friday the 13th shit why not fucking go for three four days round the clock for something like cancer you know what i mean somebody that's done a lot for the fucking community and to help out you know that should make sense to me yeah yeah well the uh you know the uh the whole the whole event and everything the way it's going it just seems like it's gonna be uh it's going to be insane. It's all over uh, Instagram, and uh, I think people are posting it on Facebook and stuff. So if anybody wants to look you know, for that, just uh, I think most tattooers are, are reposting that uh, yeah. flyer and stuff. And it's got all the information on it as far as like address to the shop, uh, names of all the tattooers that are going to be working it, and uh, you know, location at HB Tattoo down in Huntington Beach. Yeah, um, for but, sure. Yeah, there's people coming from like all over the place. So, I mean, it, it's – it looks like a tattoo convention uh, roster of names, you know, but yeah, it's I mean, pretty, it's pretty you read the names and you're like, dang, these are some badass tattooers, you know? So, yeah, it's going to be, it's, I think it's going to be a really cool thing. I was, uh, I saw that all over Instagram and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be cool, man. And for a good cause. And you know what, here, here's the thing. Like I've, I've seen a few people post, you know, that there's so many of these things that people are donating to and, and, uh, you know, that they work hard for the money. And that is true. Everybody fucking, you know, works hard for that money. And, and you know what, if you can't donate money or you can't get down there to get a tattoo, if you sell a painting or you sell a print, you know, send it, send the money, send that money, you know, to the, to the tattoo museum or get in touch with them and send that over. If you can't do one thing, try to do another that, that, uh, maybe isn't taking, you know, work out of your, yeah, yeah. Your shop. you know what I'm saying. It. Ways to do it, you know, definitely. If you're if you're down to participate in something and help out, there's there's always a way to do it if you can't right. physically be present. 
you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's that was my point. Just uh, you know, there there are a lot of causes, and and but this is a good one. You know, my dad passed away of cancer, and and uh, it was a it was a tough thing. You know, so I, I'm all down to to fucking help it out. And if if everybody who's listening can you know find out uh, about it and repost it and throw that shit on Twitter and Instagram and and Facebook and, and go, all over, and go buy a tattoo while you're at it. Yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. You repost and go down there and buy a tattoo. Yep, yep, exactly. So that's you know that's the that's the hopefully I've been saying it the last uh, last few episodes a little bit about just educating educating people i think that's the biggest fucking thing nowadays man because you ain't going to change the fucking tidal wave that's the internet and the information's out there and you're going to get a lot more shitty people coming in because it's so easily accessed but i think it's like educating the the clients you know that's um, kind of the, the the myth of the internet though is like everybody substitutes the uh the actual knowledge of what they've learned on the internet for like just the information they read you know i don't yeah, think yeah, totally I don't think it becomes knowledge until you can actually apply it and use it for yourself. You know what I mean? It's just they just read something, they think about it for a minute, and then they think they know something about it. But I just, you know, it's 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 just definitely like this. Uh, it's overwhelming. You know, we've kind of like uh, replaced the sense uh, of like the human touch and like the human experience with like you know basically locking yourself in the house and going through cyberspace. You know, it's kind of sterilized a lot of people's emotions, I think, and just removed a lot of the fucking. Uh, uh, I don't know. Common sense isn't so common. You know what I mean? So you got people out there that are just coming up to you while you're, you know, setting up to do a tattoo and they're all, is that a, is that a three? You know, and you're just like, no, no, yeah. it's not. Like the other day I was tattooing this chick and she said something like, oh, what size needle is that? Oh, look at me. I know everything because I watch a tattoo TV show. I was like, yeah, at least you know that much, you know? You know, it's <laughs> funny. She caught herself and clowned herself right at the same time. It was so funny. Oh, I know everything. I watch tattoo TV shows. I yeah, see, you know what? what I'm tattooing them with. I just tell them, "Oh, I got this is a 10 millimeter." You know, I just laugh. I tell them a wrench size. <laughs> yeah, fuck, you know. That's 10 millimeter. That it. You know what? That's just been happening since you know I started, and I'm sure since you started, JoJo and and uh, and Hassan. It's like they always, you know, there's always going to be those motherfuckers that come in that want to be, you know, want to kind of, you know, show their knowledge or whatever. But because it's it's, I mean the the fucking smoke shop selling needles. You know, a dude came into the shop the other day and said, Hey, you know what? I'd like to, you know, I'm trying to do a couple tattoos. I need some five RLs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> He's by fire, man. Yeah, five he, RLs. he does well, not I speak Chinese. <laughs> yeah, but you, know, you know what, man, we were talking about this the other day about those head shops that are selling supplies, all these places selling supplies. And even though that was, that shit would never flew back in the day. Like, they don't sell talent. They don't sell the ability to go and have a work ethic or anything with those supplies. They're selling all these guys. They're creating a lot of shit and they're and everything. You know, uh, granted, it is a cesspool what they're doing. But like, the bottom line is, I'm not walking over to the head shop if I run out of some liners and buying my shit from them. And that's <laughs> the difference between a tattooer, a tattoo artist, and a scratcher. You know what I mean? Like tattooers tattoo because our life depends on it. We know who to give our money to and where to buy our things. We're not tattooing. You know, the ink they sell at the head shop. I mean. For all we know, it's probably got, you know, it's lead-based paint from leftovers from painting baby cribs in China. You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> you know, the uh, the guys who are the tattoo artists, you know, they're, they're, they're in it. But, they're you know, a lot, of, a lot of tattoo artists have a different outlook on tattooing, I think, than, like, the, the tattooer who, like, you know, I think tattooers, like, represent, like, they, they're knowledgeable on history. They're knowledgeable on uh, the journeymanship and execution of, like, you know, t- uh, uh, fixing, repairing, or building their own, you know, equipment and things like that. And then... You know, and then the scratchers are the ones 
that are TiVoing their favorite TV show and uh, <laughs> been in their kitchen off the fucking uh, off the Maytag and uh, you know they're they're the ones that are at that uh, head shop buying that shit and it's all basically boils down to uh, Mike Pike told me one time he put a he goes just for fun I put it out on Facebook that I was looking for an employee and he goes and I almost shit my pants at how many of my customers had tattoo equipment at their house so (laughs) it's not that uncommon for everyone to go damn i i paid 300 bucks for this tattoo and he was busy all day i'm gonna make a million dollars i'm just gonna go buy this crap from the head shop and you know what sucks too dude is when you get good at it you make it look easy so motherfucker sits there and watches you do it yeah and they think Oh, man, that fucking dude, the way he talks, the way he acts, the way he dresses, I could do what he does. He makes it look so easy. And so they think they're just going to fucking do it like you do, not knowing that you've been spent fucking 16, 20, 25 years of your balls fucking learning how to make it look easy, you know? Yeah, it's weird because if they're watching me too close or something, I'll do like this little disco dance with my machine where I'll spin the tube around in my hand and like do this little (laughs) overslip. They're like, what's that? And I'm like, that's the double dip wash, bro. And then you like throw this, throw a little acrobatic move, and then you throw your machine up in the air like Tom Cruise from Cocktail and catch it. <laughs> the and, you know what I mean? It's like, fuck these guys. You know what I mean? It's like, I'll tell them something stupid. I don't even care. Yeah, yeah that's what it's all about disinformation. <laughs> right? We can, yeah, man. It's like, uh, it's like Tattoo Illuminati, dude. We got to have the disinformation out there. <gasps> Dude, the best one I ever heard to this day, man, when I went out to Salt Lake City and worked at Nate's for a while, he fucking said that their thing was to tell the customers when they come in and they want to know where to buy tattoo shit to send them to Walmart. And he would be like, look, they're going to fucking tell you that they don't have tattoo supplies because that's the law. They have to tell you that. You got to demand to talk to the fucking manager. You have to demand (laughs) that you are a professional tattooist and they're going to take you in the back and they're going to show you the private stock and shit. And they would tell (laughs) motherfuckers this shit. They'd be like, all right. And my brother even came back and was like, man, fuck you, man. That motherfucker just fucking didn't have that shit at Walmart, man. I went in there and I told them all the things you told me to tell me. And they ended up calling the security and having me escorted out. And uh, <laughs> all this shit. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great, man. <laughs> that shit's a, that, that shit, I don't think uh, it should happen. In, it should happen way fucking more these days, man. You yeah. Because these dudes, the guy that comes in asking to fucking buy a 5RL, he don't know shit <laughs> about that. You know what I mean? He don't know shit yeah. about what he's even getting or why he why it is what it is. And, he don't know why it's a 5, an R, or an L. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that's a motherfucker that will go down and w- will go down to Kmart or, or the fucking Walmart and do that shit. And probably yeah. get, he's probably unstable, so he'll probably get hyped up and have uh, security <laughs> yeah. catch him up. Dude, I love that picture that floats around with like the little the little white hip hop scratcher kid with like the fur coat and the sideways hat, and it's all you sell guns. I'm opening <laughs> a shop. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I love that one. He's like 15 or something. <laughs> Dude, I remember the Ink Slinger's ball. I was I was getting a tattoo, and this kid walked up to the booth and said to the guy tattooing me, "He's like, wow, man, that." That green is like it's like neon. What do you what do you put in your green to make it like that? And he looked up and he said, "Antifreeze." Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then the kid walked away and he goes, "I probably shouldn't have told him that. I think it'll kill somebody." <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's some some motherfucker died of an antifreeze tattoo, or or there's somebody out there that's got the gnarliest fucking infection because. <laughs> 
hopefully he did the hopefully he did a tattoo of like an engine part or like a big like rat fink car like with the with the big blower coming out with the antifreeze and tried to color that shit green yeah well you know it's 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 hilarious you know because i I mean i've heard i've heard him tell people shit so many times and i mean from from just working at the shop you know with mike and like just a lot of the older guys used to come through the shop to hang out and say hi just the stuff they would say to people man you you used to hear stuff and think man somebody's getting hurt today you know (laughs) yeah it's a different i think it's man to hear that kind of shit or to listen to those dudes talk that were you know, like maybe one generation kind of before you and like before that, it was a whole fucking different ball game, man. That's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like those guys, sabotage. it was all about sabotage, man. Like whatever yeah. it was the same, it was, the, it was the same thing. They were just doing it on a smaller scale population uh, level, you know, but now it's, uh, now I feel like it's like that the, uh, the guys that used to come in and ask for the information back then, there's like a line around the building. Like it's, you know, like they're waiting for the for the employment office to open, and then you know the guys inside. You know, if there's one or two that know what the fuck they're doing, it's almost like gets in the way of your focus on what the hell you're even there for, man. It's like you're trying to tattoo, but all day long it's just questions about you know this or that and the other thing. And I just quit answering them. I don't even answer. I mean, when people come in the back, I feel like everyone feels like they work for the New York Times. You know what I mean? It's like they all come back and they want to talk to me about tattooing. It's like it's kind of fun just to just start winging it, making shit up. You know? Yeah. Isn't like, that the you know way? What? that's i mean that's kind of the old carny fucking thing man you know just like just fucking and you know what it's all about fucking salesmanship too you know tattooers are fucking they're like showmen i think you know there's some there's their part of it is a fucking you know is a is a part of a show you know and and to be able to just fucking come out with one-liners like that you know to look up and not drop a fucking beat and say antifreeze when the dude well, a, lot of, a lot of tattooers and i think a lot of customers have lost a a crucial part of a very key element in tattooing is that we need clients. You know what I mean? It's like clients are super huge, important part of what we do. And, <laughs> you know, pretty soon if all the clients are tattooing out of their house and all the guys tattoo and treat the clients like shit, I mean, you, you basically see the end result of this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's where it's going. It's like, you have to maintain your level of professionalism by keeping what you do to yourself and treat the customers correctly, give them the tattoo they want, but there's no need to sit down and walk each client through a mini apprenticeship every time you tattoo no. them because you think, check out all the stuff I know. And then, and then they're, then they leave and they're like, yeah, guess what? Yeah. I know it too now. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just, a, it's like shooting yourself in the foot, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's some of that new school uh, stuff. It's uh, it's funny because it seems to me when I see people like that, it's always seems like the dudes that, you know, like you can kind of tell, were never taught by anybody. Like no one, they never work with no gray beard that told them what the fuck is wrong with you, man. You don't do that shit. You know? So since they never had somebody over them telling them like that, they feel like they're going to, you know what I mean? Their thing is to reach out to customers to be like, explain shit to them. Like I don't even set my machines up in front of them. Like I, that's when I go to the dentist, I don't, get to see how he puts together his tools, you know, like the shit sitting there on a sterile tray and he uses his tools. And I go to a dentist that I feel is professional. So I'm not going, Hey, can y'all see you open that? Like, come on. That the dentist would look at me like I was a clown. If I asked him some shit like that. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, like you don't, you're not privy to watching me do any of the things that I do. You know, like if you look down while I'm tattooing you, that's one thing, but yeah, you know, trade secrets are, I mean, there there is laws that protect certain kind of uh, like stuff that you are obligated to inform a customer of, you know. 
Well, that's and, I, and that's what I was saying about like educating people, not not educating them on the fucking tattoo process, but I'm saying educating them on like why they should get the tattoo from somebody that's established and knows what the fuck they're doing as opposed to going and paying, you know, Uncle Jimmy $40 and a case of beer for that Reaper, you know. It's Yeah. because you're going to be coming back unhappy with it and I'm going to be fixing it for, you know, uh, tw- you know, a fucking twenty percent markup of what I would have charged you in the first place to do that shit <laughs> yeah. direct, right? You know, it seems like with all the with all the people getting involved these days, it just seems like it's it's actually going back in the direction of where people are actually kind of seeking out people that know what they're doing again. Like right. we're, you know, now they know the dangers. I mean, and there's almost so many people doing lousy work that it's almost got everyone's attention. You know what I mean? But I think just a few more. You know, it's going to have to go on for a little while longer. But I mean, it's like most of these guys are, you know, um, they're out there pumping out garbage and it's like they're seeing all the good work and they're hearing the same names that are synonymous with the good work when they're in town, like asking around or whatever. And, you know, the whole thing has always been based on reputation. It doesn't matter what if you get a TV commercial on the local cable thing and run it, you know, uh, during the during the L.A. Inc., you know, in in commercial breaks or if you're a billboard or the only thing that does is people remember the name of your shop, but people are going to remember the name of your shop too, based on the work they walk out with. And if you got a bunch of advertising going on and people are walking out going, dude, this sucks, then you're basically just helping them promote the name of your shop in a, in a negative light, you know? So it's, it's, it's just gotta be one of those things like the tattoos are the business cards and it has no, nothing to do with anything else. Like the, the tattoo speaks for itself. Fuck yeah, man. That's, that's, yeah. that's good shit. The tattoo is the business card and that's what it should be. Like I talked to that dude last uh, week's uh, Steve Fowley and you know, that motherfucker is obviously taking care with the tattoos that he's doing um, so that people walk out, whether it's a fucking Lily or whether it's lettering or whether it's a, uh, you know, a nice big, you know, thigh piece or whatever the fuck, you know, he's taking care so that motherfuckers walk out of there with a great tattoo and uh, I think that's what it's all about, man. It's exactly that's right. Be, that's, being, that's being a tattooer. Yeah, that's doing yeah. tattoos, man. You don't you don't do a walk-ins by appointment only, and then put you know the 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 tattoo you just did for like four days on tracing paper, tape it to the wall, and say I'll do it on any you know a four hundred dollar yeah. tattoo on anybody for one hundred fifty bucks, so I can put it on Instagram. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's so much of that clown yeah. shit going on. It's like you know on Instagram, like hey, anybody interested in this for two hundred dollars? Like. If you ain't got no friends to do cheap tattoos on, you probably fucking suck. Like, well, right, and that's the thing. I don't understand how people advertise deals. Like, I mean, I've I've been tattooed my buddies for cheap rates over the years, always because it's my buddies. But I sure as fuck am not gonna advertise that I'm doing buddy tattoos on people I don't even know. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. See, I did. I did a. I did a deal the other day, and I was, I was uh, sitting around, and I didn't have any appointments coming up the next day at one o'clock. Right. So I'm and I'm thinking, well, I want to fucking do some tattooing. I don't want to just sit on my ass, you know, and and uh, um, not fucking be doing nothing. So I I did this little deal where I said, all right, the next person that fucking texts me, you know, I'll do an equivalent of like a two hundred dollar tattoo tomorrow at one o'clock, you know, but it had to be at tomorrow at fucking one o'clock because, you know, and it ended up being that uh, it was one of my longtime clients that fucking hit me up right quick because he's addicted to the internet. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it turned out he had had a shitty week. It was, he was fucking stoked, you know, uh, that, that I did it. And, you know, I booked three other appointments out of that shit, you know? So there's, I think there's something to be said for, uh, you know, definitely doing things that give back to your fucking clients and not selling your fucking craft short, you know? 
Well, that and uh, I supplement my uh, tattoo time when I'm in between tattoos or not tattooing with time to paint yep. or, or draw design work. And it's like if I take a picture of a painting I did and I post it, most of the time I got people hitting me up to buy it off me. So if I'm not tattooing, I'm selling it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm keeping myself occupied and busy. Um, you know, it's just knowing how to stay busy and how to stay on top of it without feeling like that desperate, like, well, I, you know, I just got into tattooing seven months ago and I didn't realize that wintertime got kind of slow. So now I'm... Uh, now I'm gonna have to yeah. go, now I'm gonna have to go on the internet and, and make all the other tattooers in town hate my guts because I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna basically do forty dollar tattoos all day on Friday. You yeah, know what see I mean? that's and that's that's some shit because now like I said it's 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 different doing those things that give back to your you know little Friday the thirteenth shit and all that you know it's a fun time for the fucking clients to come hang out but all of a sudden if you are doing that on a regular. Like every day, oh, I'm going to do, you know, $30 names or whatever. Well, you know what? You become the the shitty $30 name guy, you know? I haven't done a $30 name since like 1995. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you know I what? Mean, whatever, man. These guys are charging eight. It's like, it's like get tattooed in 2013 for like prices uh, from 1913. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck? Man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that even if I have somebody come in and let's say they, they uh, want to you know, want a $60 name. You know what, man? Most of the time I'd be doing him a disservice if I didn't try to upsell him to a fucking drop shadow or a little diamond on the, you know, a little flare on the letter or something like that. You know, it's, it's going to make the name look better and I'm going to make a little bit more money. They're going to be happier over the long term. You know, they're going to brag to more people that they got it from you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you got the energy into it. I mean, the only thing that makes the, 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 the people excited about the work is what brings other people in the excitement level that the, like check out what I got. And if it looks good and you know, if all the, if all the right key elements are involved in it, then, uh, then it's a win-win, you know, and yeah. the thing is, uh, you know, I've done a lot of tattoos on my friends, you know, like Jay, like Hustle was saying right there. He's like, you know, I, I do a lot of tattoos on my friends too, but you know, at the same time, it's like everybody that comes in the door of my shop ain't my friend. Well, and it's, yeah. I, I'm friendly, but I ain't, coming over to your house for yeah. your birthday dinner and shit I think it's like that, yeah. <laughs> you gotta separate your your, your 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 business life from your private life because as soon as all your friends think you know that all of a sudden all your clients think like you're coming over to their house to use their pool it's like the next thing you know like you know they feel like oh i'm gonna hit them up for a tattoo you know it's like you don't know what people are thinking and you know it's like i like the whole like i i I'll get a bunch of shirts made and give them to the people that get a ton of tattoos from me when they come in. Like, oh, here, take a shirt. You know, I'll do something cool for them because they got a lot of work and they come in regularly and they're and they're good people. But I'm not trying to, you know, trying to. I'm I'm not that damn schmoozy. I mean, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, man, I, I appreciate my clients. I really do, and I treat them all good. You know, it's like, but I don't have to like go meet you or yeah. you know, go, it's, go you out. Know what? Judge, I think that double dates with you and shit. You know, I have my friends. You know, it's like yeah. I think you know what that that's part of the internet thing too. You know, and uh, it it, Facebook friends. You know, it gives this false sense of fucking friendship. Just because you know I did this tattoo last Tuesday because I posted a picture of it doesn't mean you know you you're fucking up to speed on my fucking life. You know, what I went through, it was, it, it became very fucking clear to me that that was the case when I went through a divorce and, uh, you know, posted some, it was a pretty benign fucking thing. And, uh, um, some, you know, there was a, there was a guy that said some kind of underhanded shit about it. And, uh, I kind of checked him on, on there 
And this other girl that I had known from way the fuck back, like 16, you know, when I was 16, I ain't talked to this bitch in like, you know, fucking 20 years, you know? And, and she goes, oh, well, I didn't, you know, I wasn't trying to be rude with a comment. I just, uh, I didn't know. Well, bitch, of course you didn't know. Cause we don't fucking talk, you know, because we're not friends. Exactly. Just because you clicked on fucking, just because I clicked on accept friend doesn't mean that we're fucking buddies, you know? And that's like I said, I love it, man. You know, you're friendly to the client, but he, not everybody's your fucking friend. And that, that's, uh, I think what the, you know, the internet provides such this weird false sense of connectivity that, that uh kind of transcends that that those lines man and people fucking you know some people they're so wrapped up into it that that they become you know those ideas that that people that just look to the internet and and like you said earlier that they look to it for their for their sources and stuff but honestly man i know a lot of people that you know if i didn't know them you know through and through i've i i've i've known a lot of people that have like reinvented themselves since they've been on the internet you know what i mean i know a lot of people that in in life i'm just like really dude you're not you're not like that badass you're like a straight up puss and you're like a shit talker and you're like snaky and next thing you know this dude's on the internet you know with a bowling cap and he's all groomed up and he's like mr badass fucking dapper tattoo guy and i'm just like that dude is not that guy you know isn't yeah. that weird isn't that weird how you can like you can you can totally represent yourself any fucking way you want you know well it's bad enough people take most people at face value because they always say some shit like well i saw a couple of his tattoos and they look pretty good so i let him work on me and i was like well you know if i buy 20 darts at the balloon game at the carnival, I'm going to hit one or two of them. <laughs> you know, yeah. if, 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 if this guy's consistently awesome. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, you know, why, why take the risk of being there on, on, on the guys, you know, giving him something that he's going to screw you up on, you know? Dude, you know, which one I love the most is when they got a hack fucking tattoo and they go, he was a really nice guy. I'm just like, <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. Why do you think wow, I should be nice, man? I would kill it, you know? <laughs> why do you think that these why do you think that when people get like uh a bad fucking tattoo, a ha- so much shit walks through the door of the tattoo shop and it's a shitty piece and you go, "Oh, who did that?" And they're like, "Oh, you know, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to call him out, you know. I'm not trying to drop his name." Fuck <laughs> that. Dude, if a motherfucker, if I if I dented my fender and I took it to a, a to a like an auto body place and that motherfucker did a shitty job on it i'd be telling everybody that 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 place is shitty you know oh man i've seen i've seen some people drive around with signs on their cars like it's it would say like with cardboard on their back window real big do you like my paint job i got it done here and it was like just totally like peeling off and like looking shit i'm just like man same things happen with the tattoo you know you someone leaves the shop with a tattoo or leave the house or wherever they got a shitty tattoo that's just the way it goes yeah, yeah I, but it's my boy. It's my boy, so I don't want to badmouth him. But even <laughs> like, boy. even when it's not, even when it's just like the one other shop that's in town, or it's like you know the the guy that's out of his kitchen or whatever the fuck you know wherever he's tattooing, they never want to drop his name, and I don't get that shit. Like, I understand that you're embarrassed now coming to a reputable place and ha- trying to get this shit fixed. I know it's embarrassing, but fuck, like. Tell, that motherfucker's hand should be broke. Let you know, like it's not, it's not okay for him to be tattooing. Would you want any other person to be fucking in the same position yeah. you are? I mean, plus it's just a conversation between people. Hey, who did your tattoo? Oh, this guy. I'm not happy. You know what I mean? Like so, so weird to be secretive about something. So like, 
Like not, um, you're, it's not your fault. Not, you're not responsible for it. You know, like why would you feel bad? Would, sorry to interrupt you, bro. I didn't, I, I got a time delay or something going on here. Go ahead. Chase, hustle. I finished. Oh, I didn't mean, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was, I was, I was going to add in uh, that there's a, uh, I always give the guys a chance to like to say if they like the tattoo or not, or if it's a bad or a good one. And as soon as they admit that it's a bad one, then if we can joke around a little bit about it, it's cool. But if they try to defend that fucking thing, everyone at the shop usually comes in the room and just goes ahead and takes a whack at the pinata on that dude. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you kind of yeah. ask for it now. You know what I mean? Cause you're in a nice shop and people here have been busting their ass trying to do good tattoos. And you're going to walk in here with that thing and then try to put a shield in front of it. You just fucked up, man. Cause dude, you know, just, just Sunday, right? I'm in my room and we got a, had a guy who worked here like two days. He did one tattoo. It was fucking terrible. We let, he got canned, you know, but he, he tried to like when he was getting fired, like talk, like he was getting kicked off the tattoo reality show, like try to defend himself. And it was a terrible fucking tattoo in every way about it. Right. So I'm listening to the dude tattoo. Tattoo and in the room next to me, and the guy getting a tattoo is like, "Yeah, my artist. He he don't do little tattoos. That's why I came here to get this little one done. Cause my guy, he only does big work and all custom." And and the guy tattooing him goes, "What's his name? Heath." And that's the dude's name. He got fired, so I know right away that like this guy's tattoos must be shitty, you know. <laughs> so I get up and I go over there and look. I'm like, "Let me see your uh." And sure enough, dude, it's the it's it's drawn on all right, like by somebody that shouldn't even been drawn on fucking paper. You know what I mean? Like just horrible job, holiday tribal, fucked up tattoo. And uh, the dude's in there talking about how awesome his artist is, but the guy won't do this little tattoo for him because he only does big work and his big tattoos are terrible. Like, it's like, what the fuck, man? So I had to go in there and fucking t- say a couple things like, oh, man, you're going to get that fixed while you're here? You know, like shit him with a couple of those real quick. <laughs> yeah, well, I like the one where like there's the guy tattooing it, like the new guy that's in town tattooing and everyone's all, yeah, but. I heard he's really good with color. I'm like, yeah, I, I seen it. I seen what he does with color. He starts at the top and like works his way down through every color he got in the mail or kit all the way to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> By the yeah. time he's done, it, you know, you, it, it looks like it looks like somebody uh, scored paint thinner on the side of a, a barn wall. You know what I mean? It's just like, uh, <laughs> you know, what I mean? yeah, he's really good with color because he uses all of them on you. He like puts them all in the little caps, and when you look at the game, oh man, he's gonna put a bunch of color in me. It's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's it's like somebody put a bunch of skittles in their mouth and bit you on the arm you know <laughs> chew, chewing their way down like corn on the cob you know what i mean <laughs> oh shit rad that's a good one i love that that's so funny <laughs> brutal yeah that's fucking brutal but it's true man can you like uh yeah oh, geez can you imagine what it w- was like back when um, there was enough fucking business walking in the door, uh, you know, a bunch of fucking sailors getting off the ship when you could just fucking talk any way you wanted to the client coming through the door. Like, how bad was it back then? Oh, I'm sure, dude. You know, what's funny is I've thought about it a lot and everyone talked about all the quality of tattoos. And I can just imagine, you know, back then there was probably just as many scab ass dudes that did shitty jobs, but the shitty jobs were even shittier because the equipment was shittier. And like the the sailors didn't get like imagine how many fucked up ass dudes there probably were back in the day just like how they are today they just didn't do it out of their house with homemade kits as much you know but just in port towns just doing fucked up tattoos on sailors all day and fucking hitting them with slapjacks if they didn't like it you know yeah well there's that if you read that fucking uh, the what is it the Burt Grimm um, 
or no, Bob Shaw, the Bob Shaw interview in the Tattoo Time magazine, he talks about this bitch that was a carny tattooer. And uh, she would go around and hack so bad into fools that she would get banned from towns, right? And she would, <laughs> like, she couldn't come back to them because they were so bad. She was tattooing <laughs> just gnarly shit into them. Yeah, that Phil, that Phil Sparrow book talks talks about that too. He's like, he's 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 talking about, you know, uh, one of the guys tattooed people with a uh, tempera paint, you know, and like mm. there was just like pie crust growing off these guys' arms. You know what I mean? It was, it, 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 it just happened over the years. It just happens. It still happens to this day. It still happens. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no end in sight on 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 tattooing. You know, so you're gonna always have to have the loser so you can be the winner. You know what I mean? And you gotta. You gotta remember, man. It's like it, it's like all, all the all the all the stuff that's been going on all these years. It's just it's just so much. <clears throat> it's so it's like gremlins, dude. It's like they they took the shitty tattooer and they fucking threw him in the pool. And yeah, fucking, and he just like fucking, the, uh, you know the yeah. old fucking uh, Paul Rogers fucking pyramid uh, analogy about like tattooing being a pyramid. And it's just a few people up at the top that do like real cutting edge shit. And then as it wind, you know, widens down the middle, you just got like the hardworking dudes that just do tattoos and fucking, you know, hardworking, whatever. And then you get down to the base and there's just all the fucking shitheads. Like it's just a, you know what I mean? Like a, the pyramid base is getting bigger and bigger. And, and at the same time, it seems like the top of the pyramid's getting way higher because the dudes who are doing really fucking badass tattoos, like, you know, there's only a couple of them. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. Well, you know, in, uh, only Deb, a handful. in Deb Yarian's book, she's got that bonus advice page in the back from Sailor Jerry. And he makes a reference in there to where it's like, there's plenty of room at the top of the ladder, but at the bottom is where you're going to find all sorts of characters like stumbling all over each other, trying to find the first rung. You know what I mean? And I think that yeah. shit is like so true still to this day. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. um, that's a few years worth of, you know, few, uh, you know, quite a few years ago, but it's still the same. It's just, it's just nowadays it's a lot different. When I started in uh, 92 and it, and it took a while, you know, like I would go to the store, whatever people would ask me, Oh, do you know where to get a tattoo? Or do you know who does tattoos? Like you got to ask those kind of questions nowadays. Right. It's like, Oh, my cousin does tattoos or my friend does tattoos or my neighbor does tattoos. It's like, it's like, you know, people who would normally never talk to you back then are like hitting you up now. Like who does your work, dude? You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's definitely the tide has changed, but you know, the thing is, is like the, like I said, it doesn't matter who's got the equipment, who sells it to them. Anything like that. The bottom line is, is like there is no, uh, there, there, just, there, there's just a difference. You know, there's a, there's no hard working at work ethic. There's no talent. There's no, there's no ability or anything that's sold with any of that equipment. It might spark it for somebody that has it, and they might continue on with it. But for the most part, man, it, all, all it's doing is like it's like having a religion and having like disrespectful versions of your religion just like all over the place, like like smudging up what you hold sacred. You know, and yeah, and. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. Hey, just so you guys know, um, in the uh, theory to get ready, you know, we had a bunch of fucking problems. I couldn't get my sound to work. Uh, JoJo was having internet problems. My batteries on my digital recorder are almost dead. So we're going to just let this shit run out. When it dies, it dies. And then we'll just go part two sometime next year. (laughs) (laughs) Stick to the theme, dude. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. So... (laughs) But uh, fuck, man, it's uh, like I said, man, this shit is always a work. This this podcast is like a work in progress, man. I'm fucking around with like intro and outro for a while. And and uh, I just need to get one more chord and then I'll be able to do like music uh, right. Like when we're talking, I used to have to do it before and record all my shit before and, and still add it in. And 
shit later, but I need one more chord and then I'm going to be fucking like being able to just do the music right fucking first time, go into the podcast, bullshit, go out of the podcast. It'll be good, man. Dude, you're just one chord away from being WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. I just wish Lon- I just wish Lonnie Anderson was here too, man. I st- oh, my God. Wasn't she hot? Yes, big titties. Big titties. Blonde, <laughs> blonde bombshell. That was what's up. Oh, yeah. Lonnie Anderson was hot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Johnny Reynolds was really hot, but you know what I mean? Whatever. We won't even go into that. <laughs> Who did you say? Lonnie Reynolds. I can't stand when a bitch gets married and doesn't want to take her husband's name. <laughs> 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 Respectful. <laughs> Real quick, man. Better mustache. Magnum P.I. or Burt Reynolds? Tom Selleck or Burt Reynolds? Tom Selleck. Burt Reynolds. Damn, dude. I, I, I think better mustache, Magnum P.I., but I mean, better control and use of the mustache is going to go to Burt Reynolds, you know? Yeah, who's just, better? Hey, look, who's better at, uh, who's better driver, Burt Reynolds or Tom, or, or Tom Selleck? He had the Ferrari, but Burt had the fucking, what, Camaro? Yeah, he had the Camaro, dude. And I mean, Magnum was on an island, dude. Fucking uh, Burt Reynolds went coast to coast with that thing, you yeah, know? Yeah, I'd say Burt. He could, okay. you know, he could open it up, you know? You got to give it to Burt for like driving between the diesel trucks and the convoy and pulling right. off all that stuff. I mean, I know Magnum could get from point A to point B like with the quickness because he needed to do his thing, but Burt Reynolds. Hey, yeah, Burt Reynolds. And you know what, though? Magnum does have the ability to fucking call on his one homeboy, the, the, the pilot. And uh, what's his? What was that dude's? The black dude's name on there? That uh, TC. TC. Yeah, he's gonna call yeah. up his homie TC and be like, "Hey, dude, let's let's fly to the other side of the island." So he can hook it up on the helicopter. He got yeah. that. But but Smokey Smokey and the Bandit man, like 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 Jerry Reed was always at his side. You know, he 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 had the the big truck and he'd, he'd block the road and do, yeah. do all kinds of stuff. But they were a good team too. You know. Yeah, that yeah was... I'm gonna have to say Burt Reynolds was more of all around badass dude. Yeah. yeah. For sure, Burt Reynolds is uh, anybody that can fucking uh, that carries around a monkey and shit. Those <laughs> yeah, they're chimpanzee. Dude, I got the best story. Check this out. I was in prison with this dude, right, in fire camp. And he was like an old-timer guy, and he used to work at Universal Studios, but he didn't work for the studios. He worked for an animal training company that was, like, subcontracted by the studios, right? And they, they took care of most of the Hollywood animals that you've been seeing. And Clyde, from every which way but loose, and his old lady were both uh, under this dude's care. And he, like, cleaned their cages every day and their, their little you know, inhabitant areas, whatever you call them. And uh, he said that he trained, he was like, he kicks it off with like, Clyde was an asshole, but his old lady was cool. And he's talking about these orangutans and shit. <laughs> and he's like, every morning he'd come in, he would throw the uh, female, whatever her name was, I don't remember, throw her in a bag of weed. And uh, she could fucking clean all the seeds out and roll the joint all with the same finger or all with the same <laughs> hand and shit. And uh, he, while he was cleaning the pins and getting the food and everything set up, the, the, the fucking orangutan would be rolling the joint. So one day he's getting high <laughs> with the fucking monkey and the president and vice president and all these suits from Universal Studios come walking through the fucking engagement and shit and busted him getting high with the gorillas. <laughs> 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 Holy shit! <laughs> like, I wonder why you're in prison. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Wow. That's uh. What about uh? What about fucking um? What movie did I watch the other day? It was uh. Death Wish guy. Who the fuck? Uh, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. I started watching uh, uh Death Wish man the other day. What a crazy <laughs> fucking movie that was. 
He, yeah, that 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 movie is insane, dude. Like when it came out, it seemed so real. I thought though, dude, and then watching it later, like on AMC, I was like, this is like the cheesiest back fucking set of Universal Studio movie I ever fucking seen, dude. Like maybe <laughs> no the later ones. I take that back. More of the later ones, like when it was Death Wish, like three and four. Those were really bad. The first one was great, though. Yeah, the first one was dope. I take that's why I take that back. Yeah, I just watched those not too long ago on AMC. That was that was a good little marathon they had going. They had, they had the Clint Eastwood marathons on there too, like Hang 'Em High and Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, that's the good shit right there. Oh, the old pre Dirty Harry. Burt Reynolds still got the best mustache. I don't even care. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, put it, he needs to go up, like, against Cheech or somebody yes, like more like, power mustache guys. Yeah, Cheech Marin would probably give him a run for his money mustache. Hey. But you just can't take it seriously because it's attached to Cheech, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. It smells like a skunk's ass. <laughs> 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 Oh shit, guys! Well, fuck it, man. You know what? I say, uh, I say this is good, and fucking, we'll end it here. But we'll have number two. I think Hasoni Ackerman uh, two is a definite must-have for next year, and uh, it's been fucking fun to to bullshit and hang out and talk with you guys. And uh, I'm gonna release uh, this shit. It will come out on the fucking twenty first. Yeah, next time we get together, we're gonna have to talk about this old biker tattoo guy from out here that that me and Hassan pretty tried to study pretty thoroughly back in the day. This dude, Desert Tim, and we're gonna we're gonna have to share some of his secrets on the next show. Fuck yeah, man! <laughs> Desert Tim show. We'll call it. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do it, man. I'm stoked, and uh, if it if it works out, we'll definitely be doing something uh, with uh, with Billy at that convention. If it works out, Jojo will come down there. Um, and uh yeah i just gotta keep fucking plugging away man i'm gonna keep trying to do like one to two a week and uh i got my home little studio about to be set up internet's getting put in today and and uh yeah it'll be a lot easier i'm i'm over at the in-laws now in my uh jail slippers and my uh sweatpants those ones you saw (laughs) on the internet hassan yeah. Yep. I convinced some. Uh, I convinced some Solano County uh, deputy to give me that shit before I uh, uh, left. Being a cop, I went over the last time I ever took somebody, transported somebody to the jail. I I uh, told the dude, "Hey, man, what's up with them slippers, dude? Give me some of them." And he's <laughs> like, "And she's like, all right, hold on one sec, right?" So he goes to the back and grabs the fucking slippers and uh, the black and white striped uh, <laughs> uniform that says Solano County Jail on it. So. I still wear those around. They're fucking awesome. And I heard you can fucking uh, deaf somebody pretty good with those, right, Hassan? Fucking ring their bell, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You just grab it by the toe and whack them in the ear and... (laughs) That shit just goes crazy. Fuck yeah, man. All right, that's a tip. That's a tip of this episode. Fucking, uh, you just got to deaf some dude with a slipper. That's that's your project. (laughs) I'm keeping one under my station from now on. Hell yeah, that's the new that's the new Glock, man. Let's call it a new Glock is a jail slipper. And uh, <laughs> three, ping. <laughs> yeah. Right on, guys. Hey, this is uh fucking been fun. This is Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast. Thanks for fucking listening. Um, and we'll hit you up again next time. Hit me up on Twitter, uh, OG Joe Swanson. Uh, hopefully Hassone is on there now. Hassonster. 
uh, Hasonster on, on Twitter, and uh, hopefully JoJo will get a Twitter, man. We'll get him up on there, too, if you don't have one. I've been tagging you and shit, though. I'm on it, but I just don't know how to use it, really. I'm on there trying to I'm, – I'm clumsy navigation on that thing. I'm trying to figure it out. So, All right, brother. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You guys both have a great day. Thanks. See you later. See you. Take care.